0: Hey, Wes, I know what we're going to do today. Let's review a movie.
1: Oh, cool. How about the one with a six-foot-tall talking cat played by Mike Myers? Nah,
0: no, I was hoping for more music.
1: Okay, so, like, what about the one where the father and son go on a road trip to see a singing dog in L.A. that's supposed to be Prince?
0: Wes, I'm feeling something more outer spacey. Okay,
1: how about a messed-up family of space wizards that ruin the whole galaxy, like, nine times?
0: Mmm, I'm going I'm to need an evil pharmacist. Dang it, Perry, just tell me what movie you want to do. Banter Movie Club presents... Phineas and Ferb, Candace against the Universe. Do another BMC today, and it's our first one for for a good minute, at least us together. I did a BMC with Kelly for Animal Crackers. But before that, you and I did a BMC on Treasure Planet together. Mm -hmm. But here we are with Candace against the Universe, Phineas and Ferb movie, the second feature film, uh, Phineas and Ferb, and it's a fresh one. It is fresh. It is out. uh, What five days now? It came out on. Friday um, of last week, uh, the 28th, I believe. And we're recording on the 3rd of September. Nuts. So it's fresh. It's fresh. It's super fresh to you. You just watched it this morning.
1: Yeah, I did. This literally like six hours ago.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, as most of you probably know, we, first of all, big Phineas and Ferb fans. Big big Phineas and Ferb guys. Big Swampy Marsh fans. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're not talking about like Florida, because like people, I do love Florida, right.
1: But more importantly, major monogram.
0: I'm talking about the person, Jeff Swampy Marsh, one of the creators. Uh, him and Dan Povenmire, both awesome guys and creators of Phineas and Ferb, as I just said. So this was a movie that I had on my radar, and I was super excited to watch right mm-hmm. when it came out.
1: For sure, he was waiting. He was he was literally counting the days.
0: I was pretty much counting the days, yeah. So, uh, just give you a little background, as I like to do. Um, the production of the movie—it was actually announced last April—that um, a Phineas and Ferb movie was in production because um, Disney approached Swampy and Dan Povenmire earlier that year, I believe, or, or the year before, to develop a new Phineas and Ferb movie because they really wanted projects that would appeal to both kids and adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, forty-seven percent of Phineas and Ferb's audience is adults. Which is cool. That would be us. That would be us, I suppose. Technically speaking, I don't feel like an adult most of the time. But they were initially unsure about it because they had done a lot and, and probably enough in their minds with that, uh, with these characters. But mm-hmm. they started to kind of miss them, um, as Swampy was saying on in our interview with them. Is that they, they just really found that they're missing the characters. Um, so. Uh, They started thinking about ideas and, uh, I mean, I'm basically just reading off the Wikipedia here, Um, (laughs) but it proved tricky at first to come up with an idea that they hadn't done that was fresh. It would grab audiences in in a movie kind of setting rather than an episodic, because normally 11 minutes obviously is is their Mm -hmm. episode length. But thanks to Bob Bowen, the director, uh, really helped with the story issues that they were having and putting those together. Uh, interesting actually, Wes, you remember their like their sketch they have like a gag in the movie that we can talk about later. Oh yeah. Where they mm-hmm. go back to like the base elements and then they wipe again and it's just their sketch they're a sketch like yep. and then mm-hmm. it wipes again and it's Swampy and Pavemeyer talking about the storyboards. Yep. So that gag was actually like Disney like demanded it be removed from the film. No. Yeah, and uh, Swampy and Dan Povemeyer refused. They're like, this is going to get positive reactions. We're keeping it in there.
1: Yeah, it was my favorite part.
0: (laughs) Mad respect. So funny. Mad respect. Uh, Cast, same cast as has always been the case, except for the voice of Ferb. So Vincent Martella, Ashley Tisdale, Phineas and Candace, D. Bradley Baker's doing the Perry the Platypus noises, Meyer as Dr. Doofenshmirtz, Swampy as Major Monogram, Allison Stoner as Isabella, Caroline Rhea as the mother, mm-hmm. David Arego Jr., uh, took over the role from Thomas Brody Sangster of Ferb and David Arago Jr. actually voiced Ferb in the cameos on Milo Murphy's Law um, which kind of interesting
1: was Mitchell Musso wasn't there was he or was he
0: uh, he was in it but very uh, sparsely at the end and I thought he was really funny when he was in it too and all of a sudden he's like a nerd in the van prepping for the apocalypse with Spears but then it's actually because he's a LARPer mm. Which made that was it great. so much better. And he's like, don't tell Candace." <laughs> Last thing I wanted to mention about the production is actually the animation was made in uh, the Philippines, South Korea, and mainland China. The three different studios. And most of the audio recording voices uh, was done at people's homes. Oh. Yeah. People did it from their own home and then sent it in. Uh, also, um did a lot of the additional animation fixes personally. Wow. Because because there were a lot, a lot of uh, closings, so a lot of closings due to COVID. So he did a lot of animation fixes personally. Interesting. That makes me like it even more. Yeah, committed. He is committed. So anyway, that's the production. There's not a lot of interesting production stories with it. If you want to hear more about Phineas and Ferb and some background and some stories behind how that got started, listen to our episode with Swampy Marsh, episode 16. Mm-hmm. Which you should so, anyway. You should listen to it anyway. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's a fan favorite. Absolutely. It's a great episode. It's definitely been getting some uh some extra hits lately because of this movie, I think, too. People looking up, you know, Swampy Marsh on Spotify and whatnot. But uh, let's get into the plot a little bit. First impressions, Wes? Oh,
1: it's my favorite Phineas and Ferb thing that ever, I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. And why is that? I thought it was witty, different... And, oh, I just had a good word. Oh, a meme. <laughs>
0: a meme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, give me some of your favorite, like, things that you remember just laughing about.
1: Um, the the scene where it cuts to Swampy and Dan was my little favorite thing. I know, ever. that
0: was so funny.
1: Um, Baljeet, in general, was just, like, hilarious. Like, all of his uh-huh. lines were super witty and funny. Um, and... The uh, the chicken replacementator, <laughs> officially yeah. my favorite Sports invention. The
0: chicken replacement <laughs> and the like, the like way that that is actually so important multiple times. Yep, it's and like... how
1: he's like, I'd rather have it
0: have it with me and not need it than <laughs> not. <have> it. <laughs> Turns out it also has a setting for the farthest chicken. <laughs> oh, this is so, so I just set it to home. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, um,
1: yeah. Oh, like when the dragon pops up and he's like, my support group said you would say this or something like that. But his unsupportive wife. Oh. <laughs> a scream is. I I laughed a lot. I'm very, very content.
0: It was so funny. So mm-hmm. funny. Such a good time. I, I, uh, I had a few friends over to watch it and they all loved it, too. And some of them didn't don't even really watch Phineas and Ferb. A lot of good gags. There's a really good gag with Buford and his canoe. hmm Um just early on, Buford just decides he's gonna bring a canoe on the well first of all, you've got the was it the outer space inator. You mean a space? Outer space travel inator or something. Uh you mean a spaceship? <laughs> they literally ask Dr. Dufensport.
1: Do you, you have, have a
0: spaceship? spaceship? No. L- no. Would I have but- a I have a
1: like a what I think it was it was a, something travel inator. Uh,
0: yeah, maybe it's maybe it's included in the plot summary. Let's see. It does not list the name of the invention. It just <laughs> says they use Doctor Duversports spaceship <laughs> to travel. <her. laughs> so they're going to Fibla Out and the oddly named Super Super Big Doctor. I love that is, name too. <laughs> she's the she's like the main uh, alien chick queen. And
1: yeah hilarious yeah great great name for her like
0: it's just all a meme like all of it's all a meme and it's all a meme it makes it so much better but back to back to Buford's canoe so so when they're going on this spaceship Buford's just like I'm gonna bring my canoe I forget what he what his reasoning is it's kind of similar to Dr. D's probably Mm -hmm. and you see him struggling to put the canoe on the ship and then literally just every scene he's carrying the canoe and they don't they don't even make continuous jokes about it. That's the best part, is they just let it happen. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't talk about the canoe for the rest of the movie. He's just carrying it. Yep. And, and it, you know, it's just a scene. He's carrying a canoe. They're on They're on a literal, like, raft, raft and he's in the, the river, and he's holding the canoe. <laughs> like, he's not even on it. And I just cracked up. And then, finally, I knew at the end of the movie it would come back, and mm-hmm. it, and it does not... Come back how you think it would.
1: It was literally barely necessary.
0: It was barely necessary when it, he uses it. Like it's not like they needed a canoe to like survive. Oh man, uh, I just love Swampy and Paben Meyers' humor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny. But yeah, like you said, the chicken replacement a gadget that swaps something with the closest chicken. And who would have thought anything.
1: that it would, it would matter?
0: <laughs> so they like what? Su- Early on, right? Swap it with a chicken for the dragon. With a the, right, a dragon. Mhm. And so they bring in a chicken,
1: and then and, they're trying to get off the planet. Yep. But then he realizes that now the closest chicken is there already. Is there?
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! So it's a it's a t- it's
1: a tight spot for sure.
0: This. <laughs> yep. So yeah, I mean this movie. Let's just I just want to set up the premise real quick cuz we just talked about a lot of the jokes. But basically it's all about Candace. She uh she is feeling like the universe is against her because she can never bust her brothers and because, you know, whatever, enter reason here, she feels like she's a failure. And she gets stuck on or what, she like she and Vanessa Get launched to outer space In just some kind of pod That falls down to the earth that's searching for remarkelonium, Which mm-hmm. they find out later is just Carbon Something dioxide else. Yeah, That humans breathe Because so, apparently
1: The aliens only breathe out oxygen
0: Right, the aliens breathe in oxygen and breathe out oxygen Which apparently. means the breathing is actually irrelevant <laughs> That's a great point hmm. The more you know well, uh, so Candace gets there and everybody's treated, or like the super, super big doctor is uh, just treats her like a queen because they need her uh, to to breathe carbon dioxide onto this plant that makes mind control spores but will die without carbon dioxide, I guess. Yeah. Eventually Candace finds out, and now this is big spoilers, obviously, uh, so go watch the movie if you haven't, but we always do spoilers here, so you knew that was happening. Yep. Yeah. And Candace finds out that that she's being used and that they want to take over her. She wants to mind control her people. And then super, super big doctor finds out that all humans breathe carbon dioxide out. And so, so yeah, she wants to then go take over the earth, which leads to an, a big brouhaha to mm-hmm. use a word that Buford uses in one of the episodes of Phoenix Affair. Ferb. Uh, yeah. turns into a big brouhaha had to fight a squid, but yeah, so there's this big thing that happens on a baseball field and mm-hmm. Candace Kick some butt with a t-shirt cannon. I think, yeah, she did. Uh, everybody explodes when they... Res- all the aliens explode when they receive a gift like a t-shirt. Yep, and when they explode, it, it sounds like the word Kansas. Candace.
1: Yep, because surprises get them so excited.
0: <laughs> it's literally just... The whole movie is just a meme. Yep. And it's and it's hilarious. And you should watch it. It's definitely a feel good. It will yeah. make you feel good. Is there anything else I even need to say about this movie, honestly? It's just straight fun. Honestly. It's good, like, un- unadulterated fun.
1: Like, even even the fact that, like, let's be honest, you know, there's a point where, like, Phineas and the gang are trying to, quote-unquote, save Candace. And, like, right, right, right. That's where the meme comes, where they cut to Swampy and, and Dan, and, like, the fact that the little serious thing is just completely obliterated by a joke.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're like, they're like, we're gonna go into twice the speed of light which tears apart the fabric of you know whatever and it's like it takes so then you it's back like, to like the original the original yeah, state our simplest form or something like that so it wipes them from their 2D animation to uh Printful to drawings. like a concept art to like just sketches and then to storyboards with Swampy and and Dan going over them and and they're like it's so funny yeah it's just it's a hilarious gag and i loved it um and i want more of this type of content on disney plus
1: yeah, I, yeah, I just want, I want more, Phine- I want more Phineas and Ferb movies at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I literally uh, after we finished, I literally posted on our Insta. I was like, all right, uh, at Swampy, at Disney Plus, at Dan Povenmire. When's the next one? Yeah. So yeah, if anybody from Disney Plus is is listening to this um, review, which would be a shock. First of all, please let me know that you did because that'd be cool.
1: Yep, we would literally lose our
0: gourds. Second of all, uh, let's collab third of all no (laughs) but no third of all we'll be your spokespeople we'll we'll think about it if the price is right
1: and if you can get us a sponsor for body armor even better
0: (laughs) well that would be uh icing on the cake for sure but the people want more fitting verb content give the people what they want yeah (laughs) this is absolutely this is the perfect content for disney plus i think
1: Mm -hmm. especially like right now like We're still kind of quarantined, not really, but, you know. Yeah. I think that this came out at a great time.
0: Yeah. I mean, have you seen anything, any other Disney Plus, like, original that felt more Disney Plus to you? No. Like, perfect for Disney Plus, you know? No. Except for maybe, like, you could say the Imagineering story.
1: Right, but, like,
0: but no. But, like, this just felt like perfect Disney Plus, fun, lighthearted stuff. Yep. Um, the same way, like, I don't know, just certain, certain things like the same way avatar felt like a perfect add to, to Netflix's lineup mm-hmm. of, of animation. Cause they're the Netflix kind of kills it with their anime lineup and avatar is not technically anime, but you know, it's that bridge. Yeah. And this is just a perfect ad- addition to the lineup. And we've both pretty much expressed how much we like it over and over. Over and over. So uh last thing before we give we rank it on our hot rod scale rating movies. The soundtrack, Wes. Hilarious. Funny, really clever, really good, nine original songs, I think maybe. It was crazy. It was I know basically, there's... basically a musical. Basically. I mean we've got we've got what, four Candace songs, maybe more?
1: We did miss out on the Candace and Super Super Big Doctor. Uh, Power ballad, which I was, I was really looking forward to there, but when they when they said it, but then but then that yeah. didn't happen.
0: You're right. Biggest You're letdown right. of that movie for sure. Doctor Doofenshmirtz and Isabella have a <laughs> duet. Like, talk about a more like unlikely duo (laughs) and
1: the fact that they like feuded the entire time Uh and she said you see this badge you don't want to know how I got it
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah it's just some good stuff Danny Jacob does the score like he does in all of Phineas and Ferb stuff Um, and he also produced the soundtrack so yeah so good let's uh let's rate it rod scale rating movies Wes
1: Let's, uh, can we do a quick reminder of everyone what the scale is?
0: Yes. Let's do it. All right. High-rod scale rating movies, in case you haven't seen the movie Hot Rod, is a hilarious movie, first of all. But it's a mm-hmm. scale of one to five, basically using different lines and quotes from the movie Hot Rod to describe our feelings of the movie. Where a uh, we're a one being we, a movie we do not like is You're the Devil. A mm-hmm. movie that is the devil. You're the devil movie. Uh, two would be a movie that is unlegit. Yep, and three, a movie you can scrape the joy out of. Four, movie that is cool beans, and five out of five is a straight up party. And so far, I have ranked two five out of fives, two straight up parties. I have rated Arrival and Treasure Planet both five out of fives. And mm-hmm. actually, Wes, as I'm looking through this, we've done seven. This is our eighth BMC. And so far, I've done uh, only one has gotten worse than a four out of five. Um, and uh, and that I will say that animal crackers was was uh, a, I gave a four out of five it was pretty close um but I, I bumped it up to that four number because of the Bancrofts and how I appreciate them. Mm. everything uh, six through through one of, on my list uh, of BMC rankings is a four out of five or better and then there's Hancock which is not but Oof. that's okay so. Wes, uh, this is not going to be for me any different. I feel like a bad movie reviewer, movie critic, because I'm just giving so many four out of fives. But it's this one's going to be a four out of five. This one's a cool beans. Mm-hmm. Now, I just I I can't in my right mind give this a a straight up party because that's a perfect score and that would be insinuating that that. Like, you know, you're talking about this with the elite of the elite. What it is, is a really, really fun movie that accomplishes everything it's aimed out to accomplish, but it's still just kind of a lighthearted, you know, half-hearted watch that you don't need mm-hmm. to be super focused in on. So, four out of five, I'm confident saying that, but it is one of the most fun movies uh, that you're going to watch if you like right. Phineas and Ferb.
1: All right, Perry. I'm going to give it a straight-up party because that is exactly what it is. <laughs>
0: i like to party i'm rod no you're kevin right kevin i party no no you don't okay nobody parties but me (laughs) i mean you're you're not wrong i've got no arguments it's
1: fun it exceeded all of my expectations and it was released at an incredible time when the world was depressing and it brought joy and it's my it's my favorite Finney's and thing i've ever seen i think it was fantastic it did exactly like it. what it needed to do, and if not more.
0: I love it. I love it. So you gave it a straight-up party. I'll give it a cool beans. It's, it's it's a watch. You guys need to check it out. Don't be worried. Don't be scared that you're not going to like it. Um, if you like Phineas and Ferb especially, it's going to be a great time. Yep. So anyway, that's that's it. A quick one for you guys. Not just much else to say. Just watch, just watch it. it. Yeah. Wes, uh, in terms of your previous rankings for BMC movies, where does this fall? This is your, the seventh BMC that you've done. And the 8th that I've done. Where do. on the leaderboard do you think this falls?
1: Hang on while I backtrack to what all we watched.
0: <laughs>
1: Definitely above Hancock. Yeah. I'll put it at number 4. Behind, Onward, Arrival, and probably... No, you know what? I'm putting it at a 3. Behind, Arrival, Onward, and... Yeah, only those two. It's, I liked it more than Treasure Planet Just you liked it more it, than Treasure Planet, alright That's probably a wow. recency bias though, but I'll, that's fine by me
0: So you said you've got Arrival and Onward as your 1 and 2 And then Candace Against the Universe and Treasure Planet And, and then, then billboards? Everything,
1: else, everything else is pretty much relevant to me, probably Billboards, yeah
0: Okay, three Billboards outside of Bing, Missouri Alright, yeah, mine will be a little farther down the list than yours I've got Arrival at number 1, Treasure Planet number 2 uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, number three, Onward, number four, and then number five, I'm going to put Phineas of Verb, Candace Against the Universe, um, and then six, I've got Blade Runner 2049, seven, Animal Crackers, and eight, Hancock. Those are all the BMCs that we have done on this podcast. Cool. Well, Wes, that's all I've got for today. Nice little quick mini episode for you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Join us next week or the next week after not sure exactly when this is coming out yeah we'll figure it out for a new fresh episode of banter i hardly know her
1: so yeah. we'll
0: uh we'll stay hungry hey we don't do the we don't do the, uh, the outro on the that, on the bmc's you know i'm hungry right now so i will are you hungry, oh, hungry then. so just not to fake you guys out so you're not getting you guys are not getting the exit music sorry it's, it's called, gonna, it's gonna called, be a nice it's, it's gonna be a G. sudden cut off Uh, You're not going to know exactly when it ends, it's just going to cut off all of a sudden